Welcome back to the Pod Closet. I am your co-host Ryan Phillips, joined as always by the big to my Rob, Andrew Tuck. Andrew, how are you? What's going on? I love that show. I'm so happy to be your big. Rest in peace. But yeah, rest in peace, uh, big. I mean, it's it's twofold because I mean, you're bigger, but also you probably will die before me. Probably, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, we'll just leave it at that. But I'm not dying tonight. Nobody doing tonight. Doing a podcast. Welcome to Tuck and Rolls. We're a movie slash pop culture podcast by a guy that likes movies. That's me and a movie guy. That's you. Yeah, we're back at it. Episode 36. Coming at you right before Valentine's Another Day. Another one. <laughs> it, we, it's not that impressive. DJ Khaled, right? DJ Khaled. Yeah, I also famously refuse to go down on my wife. <laughs> you know about that, right, DJ Khaled? Yeah, I did, yeah. There's a few. Yeah, he like says he won't do it. Come on, DJ. What's your problem, man? Yeah, definitely no respect there. You're um, the king. Treat her like the queen. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to Tuck and Rolls. You know I'm what, I'm sorry. Ryan? Did my cunnilingus talk throw you off this early in the podcast? It did, yeah. But it's a Friday night. We're having a couple of drinks. We're recording on Friday. So this is a Friday a week before oh, Valentine's You know what Day happens with the Fridays is by the end of the podcast, Ryan's slurring his words. It's never <laughs> yeah. good for the listeners. This is an exciting. audio format, and I am crushing these Michelob Ultras. Because as we discussed last week, I'm into fitness now. I'm a fit guy. This, this is, is an the athlete's... Beer of a, this, this is an athlete's beer, Michelob Ultra. I've seen the commercials. You, obviously with restrictions, you can't, but you are definitely living your best life drinking Michelob Ultras. So I don't feel you, bad man. about it. I'm good for you. I was going to mention the website, but like we could just keep talking about Cunnilingus and Michelob Ultras if you really want. You know, uh, speaking of social media, I signed into Instagram to post a very attractive selfie before we started. And you immediately texted me to say, did we get hacked? What happened? I got, I got a new cell phone today. And, you got a new uh, cell that, phone? What, that's exciting. What kind go of to, cell phone? I had to go to the mall. I was in a mall for two hours today. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die now. I did not like it. My anxiety was bad. Did you socially distance and wear a mask? Yeah, I wore a mask and I socially distanced and I did all the things I could do, but like the whole mall was just filled with old people. And I was just like, what are you doing? Go home. You're going to die. Jesus. They just go there to walk because it's like minus 30 right now. So yeah, they need to cold. keep active. I would, I, I'm probably going to go to the mall when I, when I'm old, I guess. I, I wouldn't have done it if there was any other way, but I had to return my other phone. It was like part of a program where like you, after the two years, you give it back to them and they give you a credit. And you get a new one. So I had to return it physically. And I was just like, ugh. I um, I signed up for so many of those programs in university because I kept breaking my phones that they wouldn't do that for me anymore. <laughs> See, like that's like... my thing is is I never break phones. And every two years, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do want that new phone that I don't need because it's only marginally different than my current phone. But yes, absolutely. Corporate masters, your brainwashing has worked absolutely correct on me. You're the target market, but you know what you can look up on that new phone? You can look up our website, which has links to all of our social media. Just go to tuckandrolls.ca. That's where we go. If you want to interact with us, they got a, we got a button now. Leave us voicemails. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all linked there. So go check us out and on Facebook. Yeah, we're on Facebook now too. So tuckandrolls.ca. But uh, what kind couple, of phone? A couple more weeks, we're going to have a red tube account. Ooh, probably not. Um, what, <laughs> what, what, what kind of phone did you get? Do you want to plug it or no? Oh, yeah. You know what? I've just been a Samsung guy for a while. I think you're an iPhone guy. Is that correct? Yeah, work dictates what phone I get. So, yeah. Oh, I'm okay. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, the last iPhone I had was an iPhone 5. 
Okay. And iPhone 5 had um, the power button was a top button. Yep. And uh, I take very, like I said, I've never broken a phone. I take a very good phone care of my phones. All of a sudden, the power button kind of stopped working. You would have to like really crank on it or sometimes it would work, sometimes <laughs> it wouldn't. And I started Googling it. Sorry. Are you laughing because I said crank it? You had to really crank on it. Sometimes it yeah. would work, sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, that's hey man, fair. No, that's fair. I walked it's into a that common, one. It's a common problem, right? Like just there's people to talk to about it. It's a common problem. It's okay. <laughs> it happens to a lot of guys. It Look, happens to a lot of us. I Googled Not it me. at the time and it was like, obviously tons of people were having the same problem and it was clearly a manufacturing defect. And I took my phone in and Apple was like, yeah, I mean, you got to pay us $250 for a new phone to upgrade. And I was like, but this is clearly a problem that you have. And they're like, nah. And so I paid them the two, because like, what were my choices? I need a phone that functions. Yes. And then like three weeks later, they issued a recall and they did refund my money because they were like, yeah, it turns out this was a manufacturing defect. But the thing is, is like at the time they knew it was a manufacturing defect. They were just waiting to see like, well, if enough people don't complain, we don't have to do shit. And still mm. at that time, you know that Apple had more money than most countries and they still didn't care. And I was just like, you know what? I'd rather spend my money in the Android market where there is slightly more competition, at least. Like, there's a lot of different phones, a lot of different hardware manufacturers using Android platforms. And so there's a little bit more competition and, and you know, ingenuity to try to stay top Relevant. of line. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I switched to an HTC, which I don't even know if it was around anymore. And then shortly after that, I switched to a Samsung. So I've been Samsung Galaxies now, I think since the Samsung Galaxy 6. And now my newest one is the um, the S21 Ultra. So just, they've always worked good. They've never disappointed me. Why not just get the new one? Really amped it up, eh? Go from 6 to S21. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I've had various ones throughout yeah, there. Yeah. Like I had the 6, the 7, I had a work eight and then a personal 10 and now I've gone to a personal 21. My work one is still that, uh, eight. I am not good with phones. I've broken. So in the five years of university, would you, uh, would it be fair to call you as, would it be fair to call you a stupid clumsy bitch? Yep. I think so. I think there's <laughs> all, like, I think there's also, uh, probably some factors that lead to that sometimes, but I think I've broken. Mm, yeah. Uh, even amount. Like if I've been drinking. Or wow. if I'm sober, I've broken the same amount at this point. Can't be trusted. No, I just drop things and I'm distracted sometimes. It's probably my superior intellect. I just don't care about <laughs> menial things. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> I'm too smart for these phones. That's I'm too smart for menial tasks. So I keep dropping them on the floor. It's just my mind is operating on a different level. But that's why I do this highly intellectual podcast, obviously. Yeah, well, congrats smart. on the new phone, buddy. I'm very- Big, uh, big day. Huge thanks day. Big for, day. Thanks for testing our cybersecurity. I really, I was on top of it. I know you that was a quick. test. You were quick. Yeah, I was yeah. impressed. Well, it's so the number one. Nobody can hack our Instagram, but actually they don't hack nobody. So if we get hacked, I'm not going to take that as a as a real bad thing. Plus when you <laughs> inevitably fly, when you inevitably fly off the handle, I'm going to have to say we're hacked. So I'm just prepping because he'd be well, like, yeah. oh yeah, text on top of it. Um, Ryan, Ryan got a little crazy. We are doing a pop- anything last week? <laughs> I was just going to say, we are doing a pop culture podcast. Did you watch anything last week? I did. I watched a movie that I did not want to watch, but I watched it specifically for this podcast. That sounds Whoa. about right, right? Yep. Yeah. New Amazon Prime movie starring Gerard Butler, Greenland. Yeah, it's just your run-of-the-mill disaster film, you know? You didn't want to watch it, but you watched it no. for the podcast? Well, yeah, because I was like, this movie is going to be bad and very 
dumb and predictable, but like I love Jerry Butler. You know I do. He's great. Uh, yeah. And you know, what is this podcast if not a, a space for us to talk about watching movies where shit blows up a lot? And yeah, this movie was that. Good. So like out of five, what would you rate it? Out of five gems? I'd give yeah. it a two and a half out of five gems. Okay. You know, it wasn't, you know it was, it was entertaining. It was predictable. It wasn't particularly well acted or there was a couple there. Most of the um, effects were good, but there was like one or two CG shots where I was like, oh, damn guys, come on. Uh, but, do, you know, do better. Yeah, do better. Um, but other than that, it's like exactly what you expect. And, you know, if you're just looking to kill two hours, like it'll do the job. Okay. Right on. I, um, as I mentioned last time, I got through Iron Man and the MCU. So I just kind of started watching a few of those. I got up to Thor. I was looking for the original Incredible Hulk, but um, not the original the, one. The one with Eric Bana? No, the one after that. The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Yes. Correct. Disney We're Plus. Sti- They're all on Disney Plus. It's not on Disney Plus. I I don't see why it wouldn't. It's an Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. I don't see why it wouldn't be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I just couldn't because I was going through chronological order. Because thanks for that tip last time. So I started with no problem. No problem. And Walker said Iron Man Two was the worst one. I don't think it was. I don't Iron think Man it's great. But not bad. Like it, it it's it's not the best, but it's definitely better than Thor Two. Yeah, and I don't. I got to Thor One and like. Actually, I want to stop with this because we got a guest this week and she has told us that she's doing the same thing. So I want to, can we pitch, can we uh, throw it to our guest and we'll, no, we'll continue this conversation? Mind. She's on the line. She's politely waiting, but you know what? I've changed my mind. I don't want to bring on the guest. No? Okay. Well, we'll just keep her on the line. No, I'm just kidding. Of course we can bring on our wonderful guest. We have a special guest, returning guest, famous book person who also likes movies. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, Kayla. Book person. I love that. <laughs> Thank I think you. it was an insult. I think he said it like oh. it was derogatory. No, no, not I at all. I think if you said it, it would have been an insult. Yeah. But I actually read like one book a year. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> huge, huge flex. One yeah. book a year. Look, it's a thick book though. It's really big. A lot of words. <laughs> Plus I read comic books. They got pictures and words in them. That counts. That does count. Kayla, are you, you're watching the, you're cranking through the MCU as well? I said it. Yes, I am. Sorry. Yes, I am. on the mind. I don't know what's wrong with me. Where, whereabouts are you at in your journey? Uh, actually we just finished the Thor 2 Dark World. (laughs) Ooh, and thoughts? I mean, it's not, it's not great. Um, Mm. I do think that Thor is probably the, he's so unlikable in the first movie and he just gets... Like character development wise, this brings back to my, you know, being a book person, I enjoy character development. And I think that he probably is the most developed character because he's completely different now than he was back then. Um, So that's nice to see. Uh, But yeah, you know, not great. Um, Aesthetically pleasing. They're all very good looking. But you get some fun Tom Hiddleston Loki stuff. Yes. But in in general, yes, the movie not good. Um, yeah. Speaking of Thor's character development, did anybody see the the leaked photos of um, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt on set of Thor: Love and Thunder? No. Yes. It's just basically like long hair, long hair Chris Hemsworth in like a cutoff vest with just like the biggest fucking arms you've ever seen standing next to like a dorky looking Chris Pratt. And I'm just like, hell yeah, I want to see this movie. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so, Let's I, go. Uh, Thor always fascinates me as a character because like he's literally a God. 
but he's yeah. just on the same level as some guy with a fancy suit and an energy well, source. Well, I mean, in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, much like real life is like magic and gods, there's just technology that we don't understand, right? I guess, They're just yeah. aliens with technology that we don't get. But he, They're not yeah. magic per se, like Doctor Strange, legit magic. Correct. But Thor is magic. Like he understands that side of things. Anyway, we didn't come on. I, I agree with this the, uh, the sentiment that Thor is not. He's he's a petulant child in the first one. Yes. Oh, and yes. he's a very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I but that's the character how, development. How annoying he was. Like you root for Loki. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, root for Loki all the time. Cause kind of. He's way dreamier in my opinion, but. <laughs> that's an opinion for sure. I would I definitely go the other route. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Tom Middlestead's not a, not a good looking dude, but. Yeah, I am uh, Chris Hemsworth all the way. Not yeah, that Chris. <laughs> you you all do, you just love your Chris's. I do. I love True. all four yeah. of them. Yeah. The the podcast, yeah. You guys love them. And Super Chris. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the fifth Chris. Of course he's in the list. Um <laughs> much like much like the other Chris's, Super Chris, also very fuckable. Um <laughs> Kayla, have yes. you seen have you watched the MCU films before? Like you're on this oh, yeah. to watch Okay, so you're just doing it again just as a refresh? Well, I've never I've I I'm watching them in the actual order that they're supposed to be in. I've seen them all before. Um but they're all so you obviously did, you released. Did, you did like First Avenger <gasps> oh, and then Captain Marvel. Yes. Yeah, um, I I lied earlier. Uh, I've we actually watched um, the two Guardians last. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, goals. yeah. I actually like it better this way, like because I did. I found that if you like, I watched them all when they came out, and I haven't sure. watched them since. And mm-hmm. it's you can pick up a lot more stuff watching them in chronological order. Yeah. Um, like the Tesseract always confused me because it jumps around. Like on release date, like it's here and then it's anyway. And then, yeah, like some people would be like, you're an idiot, Tuck. But I just had a lot of, right. My superior intellect just didn't have time to figure out what the test <laughs> record was. So, so the, but yeah, like watching them in chronological order, at least you could kind of, it makes more sense to me, but yeah. It's also nice uh, watching them now because you can skip through the credits, but it also, again, a throwback to the last time I was on in terms of working for movie theaters. Um, it just brings back terrible memories of just waiting to clean the theater while people are sitting there waiting yeah. for the final end scenes. And yeah. I'm like, the next show starts in 23 minutes, guys. I got to go. <laughs> As a former movie theater employee, like at, personally, I love Marvel. I love Kevin mm-hmm. Feige. I love those guys. They rule. As a former movie theater employee, they have fucking ruined my life because now yeah. people do not leave movie theaters until the fucking very end. And you're like, I I have fucking gummy worms to sweep up. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something you don't think of. Like, I, yeah, because there was Guardians had like three after credit scenes. Like they do the, the animated credits. Yeah. Then there's a scene. Then they do the roll of credits. Then there's a scene, and then they even do another scene after that. Like there's there's like three after credit scenes in Guardians. I, I hate the ones that are like nothing. Like at the end, when the guests that stuck around are like, I "Can't believe I waited for that," and I'm like, "Yeah, me neither." It's on YouTube already. Just go. I will wait for a Marvel movie. I'll wait for the after credit stinger for sure. But other movies, unless I'm like, unless it's like a big deal. I leave and then I Google it. And if there yeah. was something after the credits, I fucking watch it on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But we didn't bring you on to talk about the Marvel cinematic universe. So it was a great tie in and a great introduction by me. So credit to me. 
Um, <laughs> that was we great. Did, Come on, it was man. really great. <laughs> we did we did bring you on because it is Valentine's Day this upcoming Sunday. Yes. And it's time to talk about rom coms. Well, I thought we were here to talk about true love and how to find it. Oh uh, no. Not in rom coms. <laughs> well, I think that we can hit on that, how like there's a re- there's a part of you that like the reason I love The Bachelor is because I love the idea of true love, but it's so far away from true love that it's just like, but I still believe that, you know, <laughs> these two people find their soul's counterpoint in one another, right? That's a Wedding Crashers quote. <laughs> I know. I was very aware that that was a Wedding Crashers that's, quote. That's, well, some of our listeners don't realize that 90% of my daily dialogue comes from that movie. So I just, but that's, I think a good definition of love. It's soul's recognition of a counterpoint in one and someone else. So I don't believe in a soul. So it means nothing to me. Whoa. We've actually talked about that before. Cause you hate music. Um, <laughs> I hate music. What are you talking about? Music's the soul's expression. You know, somebody, so it makes sense. Somebody that hates music would never pick weird owl in his top three albums of all time. That's somebody who really appreciates the intricacies of different genres. Ooh, those are a lot of good words. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk rom coms there. That was a lot of ten dollars words, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have a lot of notes. I don't really know where to start with this. Do you wanna? I kind of think we should talk about the different types of rom coms, or maybe I brought no notes, zero notes. Was what? I supposed to bring notes? No, you never. I brought Michelob Ultra. We just have your wonderful brain that can pick up. Uh, actors, you can do six degrees of Kevin Bacon in your head. And that's what mm-hmm. we've, that's what we've done 36 episodes on. So <laughs> you just keep doing you. I was, yeah, I don't know. Kayla, what do you love about a rom-com? There you go. You Thank wanted you, to Ryan. talk to us about rom-coms. Okay. Actually, this came up because my birthday is on Valentine's day. Oh, right. damn. So really? My dad's whole... birthday is the 15th. Yeah. That's Shout one day later. <laughs> okay, you're right. It was a dumb thing to say, all right? No, it was I'm a just dumb kidding. It was a dumb thing kidding. to say and you called me out on it. No, it's okay. It's okay. People have birthdays on different days. It's not impressive. I get it. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, that was good. That was good. Um so that's why it came up, but then I was thinking, I'm like, I hate rom-coms. Like they're just what? so annoying. No, oh, no, no. God. Hold on. Wait. And then I thought to myself, you can't be the person that goes on that podcast and is super negative again. <laughs> Because people don't forget. Uh, Kayla, can I, can I tell you a, a quick story? Um, I was people. talking before the podcast. I was having some Zoom drinks with some friends, and we were talking about how, like, I got to run. I got a podcast to do with Kayla and Tuck. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, the conversation was, "Why does Kayla like your podcast? Because she seems to disagree with pretty much every single one of your guys's opinions." And I was like, "That's actually a great point." She, That's not true. I, no. I I think it's probably like a 70-30 split and 70% I agree with. And okay. I also laugh okay. a lot because you guys are funny. So oh, wow. oh, bless you your heart. Keep, you can yeah. keep bumping our tires. Yeah, I think to be fair, you interact with us quite a bit on social media. And, and yeah, it's it's two opposite sides of the coin sometimes. But I think we're we're mostly better for having a conversation with you. So that's why we appreciate it, right? Like well, even though the, we disagree on a bunch of things. yeah. And the thing was, I was going through and I'm like writing down like notes and I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And I'm talking about like the negative tropes of romantic comedies and stuff oh, like that. Terrible. Yeah. But then I'm yeah. like, but I like most of these movies. And then I made a whole list of things that I just thought like movies that were just like about love and, you know, complications with relationships and stuff like that. So, yeah, I have some, you know, some negative things. But overall, I think... You know, in her 30s, Kayla appreciates them more than angsty 
17 year old Kayla who was like angry at everything. <laughs> the the I, thing about a rom com <laughs> is that kind of the um weren't we all the uh, what qualifies yeah. <laughs> what qualifies as a rom com can be pretty wide because it oh might yeah mean like yeah. if two people fall in love and there's a couple of laughs yep I mean isn't that basically a rom com so that's like a, that's a ton of shit yeah. yeah and I think that there's been a lot of evolution with rom coms in the last you know thirty years I think the eighties was bad. I think the 90s taught us some funny lessons. And then I think now it's the golden age of rom-com. <laughs> I agree I because I yeah. think now they've gotten to a point where they're like, what if we just made a good movie Yeah, and it yeah. happened to involve people falling in love? Whereas before, well, and these movies still happen also, but and, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, how, you know, these formulas, Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe, they follow a formula. Yeah. Well, most rom-coms, most Christmas movies, they always follow a formula, right? Yeah. So- a lot of the quote unquote rom-coms you're going to see are just stick to that formula and don't deviate and they churn it out and it's a cookie cutter film. But then yeah. you get a movie that's just a good movie that happens to be about two people falling in love and there's some laughs. So yeah. I'm just going to piggyback on what Kayla said. I think that that formula, that formulaic approach to rom-coms definitely is very much highlighted in the eighties. And then you kind of get where, and it's, and it's a very male dominated movie. And then in the nineties and two thousands, like you get, sorry, probably should say 90s it was like that and then you in the 2000s you get the same sort of thing but nowadays we're getting good stories where people fall in love or they don't fall in love but there's still a romantic aspect to it yeah. and there's comedy to it right and i think that's the big thing is not the guy or the girl doesn't always get the guy or the girl in the end of the movie and that's a big change in romantic comedies Right? Yeah, I actually like I I had a little note here of, you know, the change from just the generic tropes and I think in the 80s there was this like burst of females being the leads, but it was still super sexist and I oh, mean yeah. you look at anything by John Hughes and it's just uh, atrocious. Um Whoa, like with the exception of Ferris awesome. There's a lot of homophobia in that. Yeah, okay, and there's there's good things f about it for sure, but there's also yeah. a lot of things that don't age well, 100%. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's the 80s, but I think there were, you know, they started to put females in the leads, and then, but it was still, you know, they were, I mean, you guys talked earlier um, about the Bechdel test, and, you know, it's just not good. Um, but then you get into the 90s where it's kind of more evenly placed, but you still have that, you know, sex being for men and something that's kind of done for women. Yeah. But you um, get, like you get sleepless in Seattle, you get, yeah. you get male, you get yeah. um, when Harry met Sally, like yeah. Meg Ryan, right? I think Notting oh. Hill, right? Under, under siege. No, wait, that's yeah. not one. Yeah. You know what? I've never seen Notting Hill and it's embarrassing. To oh me. my God. Notting Hill is amazing. I, I was yeah, my, I've never seen Notting Hill. Angsty teenage Kayla was like, nah, I don't want any of that stuff. That's a, but a quote in my Twitter bio. You need to yeah. so Ryan, so that's your evolution. You need to watch Notting Hill. Stop giving me <laughs> fucking garbage movies. No, Notting Hill is not a garbage movie. The the, the kicker from the replacements is in it. He's great, uh, cool, and he Hugh <laughs> Grant's in it. Uh, no, Notting Hill's fabulous. I think you mean the lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, mm. nope, different guy. No, it's the oh, same yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is the same guy. Don't you fucking tell oh, me it's a different I guy. I forgot about I know the Garfield. I forgot about Garfield canon, okay? Sorry. Sorry. 
Okay, what were we talking about? True love. Look, do you when you guys approach a, a rom com? Yeah. Are you like I want to watch a movie that's just fun, that's just entertaining, that's funny, or is there an aspect of it that you're like I want to watch a movie where like I feel the love? You know, the love is an emotional aspect. What see, part of it draws uh, you in? See, both. a little bit of both. I th- I would think. For me personally. Not yeah, I would I, think, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's my it's my brain. <laughs> We're not gonna commandeer your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I just, how about you? What yeah. what, what it's what the same. It's in? it's both. Like it needs yeah. to be a fun um there needs to be an originality. I was I was watching a video about the uh, top it was like top twenty or whatever original romantic comedies or under the radar romantic comedies and the top three were actually some of my favorites. Like you have definitely maybe with Ryan Reynolds, which is a unique take on sort of a romantic comedy. Where mm-hmm. Real behind the curtains look of how we do this podcast. We just Google the thing <laughs> that we say we're going to talk about and then watch the first YouTube video. It was the second YouTube video for the record. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, but, but I was like, and I would do this, this is our research, right? But definitely maybe was on there. Serendipity was on there. These are all, romantic comedies that I really, I really enjoy because they're a unique story. And Serendipity, I would say, is probably my favorite. Is that the one with John Cusack? Yep. And uh, Kate Beckinsale. Okay. And it's all, right. all about like they, they meet and then they just like leave fate, it right? completely up to chance. Right. He writes his name on a, he writes his name and number on a $5 bill. She writes her name in a book, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera. And then he, you know, throughout the movie, they just live their lives and he, you see him in used bookstores picking up the book. And it's always these kind of moments that you can just relate to if you've ever had that instantaneous connection, right? Because that's a real scientific thing. Sometimes when you meet somebody, you get this pop. That's, that's I'm not... sorry, that's scientific? How? <laughs> yeah, what? it is. It's a thing. Like that, you know, the initial attraction, that's a thing. And if you have that and then you kind of leave things up to I, I mean, know. I've heard of fatal attraction. Is that different? It's very different, yeah. Okay, Ryan, uh, how did yeah. you feel when you got indie? Uh, love at first sight. Yeah, like I get that. It. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Indie, yeah, by yeah. the way, for the listeners, Indy is Indiana Jones, my cat, Doctor yeah. Indiana yeah. Jones. He's got a PhD in naps. Yeah, he's the best and, boy. And cuteness. Yeah, yeah. He's cute as hell. And being rude to my cats. <laughs> yeah, but that's he's fine. Mean. He's he's kind of mean to anybody that isn't me. So he this is cute is why- though. This is why I don't understand cats, because my dog's not mean to anybody. Like he'll he'll give you a couple of barks, but he's just saying, "Hey, I'm here," and like we're friends with everybody. That's why I don't understand <laughs> cats, because I'm friends with everybody. Chuck, how would this podcast be if one of the hosts just said yes to every single thing that was ever brought up? That's uh, the not, difference between a dog and a cat. You're a cat, I'm a dog. You know exactly what you're getting, but it's kind of boring because it's just flat the whole time. It's always happy, always excited to see you. A cat might love you, but might also treat you like shit because you know what? They have personality. All right. They're individuals. My dog's got personality. (laughs) It's just awesome. But anyway. But you know what they have in common? You know that meme from Predator where they're shaking hands? It's like that, and it's dogs and cats and licking their own butt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't expect that. Um, How else is it going to get clean? You're not doing it. They got to do it themselves. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that instantaneous connection. I think movies that can, it's a very difficult, like we've talked about this before, how movies that um, that make you feel something, whether it's terrified or whether it's disgusted or move you emotionally in some way. Uh, 
those a good romantic comedy captures that instantaneous love at first sight captures that feeling of just love and mm-hmm. and does it on screen and i think that's something that's very difficult to do and not every romantic comedy the formulaic ones sometimes miss it they're fun Agreed. they let you get to, you get a couple of good love like uh how to lose a guy in 10 days is a fun movie not, it's, it's not a good oh movie. no and i it's really real bad. like it but it's not a it, there's not that doesn't have that magic that you get with like a serendipity. Uh, how to how to lose a guy in ten days is the perfect example of, and I, I think Kayla mentioned this earlier. How some of these are problematic, but like yeah, it just they don't. S- 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 you would think that uh, a rom com is like this is what an ideal relationship looks like, but it's always the worst type of relationship. Like the whole plot of the film is a problem that could be solved if you just had healthy communication between two people. Like a simple conversation would solve all of it, but instead it's so complex and terrible. And then you're mad about a thing that doesn't exist and you're not talking to each other. And yeah, you know what I mean? But, but they've done that for entertainment value. Yeah. And I, I think the writers do a very good job of going, jumping through those hoops and explaining why this, why they can't just solve this with a conversation. But that's just my well, and I opinion. think, yeah, I think it. I actually have like How to Lose a Guy with Ten Days or in Ten Days is one of my least favorite movies. Um, <laughs> I really like Kate Hudson. You burnt, I really, you burnt. I really dislike Matthew McConaughey, but that's a whole separate thing. In, cool. um, in general, or just in that movie? Oh, in general. Ooh, okay. Um, but in terms of like, I, I think that it the movie itself does an okay job um, at kind of making fun of the different tropes of a rom com. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, you know, the the desperate needy woman and the man that can't, you know, talk about his feelings or anything like that. Um, but it's also, I I don't think that it's fully making fun of them in the most. I don't know. I it's not to the point of satire. It's just like, oh, we're gonna show the other gender, but it's just, you know, I, I don't enough. know. It's problematic. Yeah. Okay, I I love that. Movie. And it's very like yeah. boys clubby, and I am oh, not yeah. a fan. Yeah, he yeah. works then, for some like fake sports company that does like cool online sports stuff or whatever. Like it doesn't make. He any works sense. for an ad yeah. agency, and he does the beer ads, and he wants to get into. Oh, diamonds, am I confusing which... that with a different McConaughey movie? Yeah, you are. My all, bad. My bad. They're all this, my bad. They're all, yeah. I love McConaughey. This is how to lose a guy in ten days. He's in the car, right? He's he's the lawyer in the car. No, <laughs> no, sorry. Doing. Is that not right? That's I see, not right. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Uh, quick, quickly, quickly. We're talking about rom coms. We're talking about McConaughey. Has anybody seen the movie Serenity? Not the good Serenity. The bad. Serenity. The new one. The new one. It is. I have watched part of the movie because I watched it by skipping through it and watching different scenes because this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's bananas crazy bad. I've heard that it has the one of the craziest twists in all of movie Absolutely. history. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, if you just are you have two hours, you hate yourself, and you want to just be your socks blown off, go watch this Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway movie Serenity. Holy shit. Okay, I will – if you don't want to watch Matthew McConaughey but you want like a what the hell is happening, uh, watch Midnight Meat Train instead. Oh, I've seen that. That movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's a, a – It's got Clive Bradley Barker. Cooper. Clive Barker, right? Bradley Cooper, right. He's a reporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fucked up movie. That's just a straight up horror movie. That's not a rom-com. Why wanna, did that come yeah, into this? Yeah, we're not, we're I don't not know, talking cause... about horror movies. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I just <sighs> it, the first thing that came to my head when you said I want to watch something that's like fucked we, we talked up, about but... we talked about True Love and Midnight Meat Train popped up for you. What the fuck, Kayla? All right, Kayla, why don't you give us why don't you give us one that because you don't like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yeah. Understandable. I get it. It it's a it's definitely a rom com and love actually falls into the same same category. It's a rom com written by guys that's pitched towards women that's really just about guys. Like it's it and it doesn't really uh if you really break down love actually, it doesn't make any sense. Colin Firth marries a woman that he's never spoken to. Yeah. So like there's all of these problems and, and it's and you have to suspend disbelief in a massive way in order to like both these movies. I am very good at suspending disbelief, so I enjoy both of these movies. But <laughs> but why don't you give us one uh, that you really enjoy? There are actually a lot that I like, uh, surprisingly, as I was kind of going through things. Um, but when I look at kind of the things that I don't like about rom-coms, and then I think about the ones that focus on things that I appreciate um, – in terms of, you know, being a woman and also feeling love towards things. Um, I think that uh, one of the most recent ones is Booksmart. Oh, because is it a rom-com? I, I think so. Okay. Because here's the thing. I think that rom-coms, this is, he, he, listen to my explanation. Sure. So I think that kind of where we're going in terms of rom-coms it's not you know there's all obviously love and there are um you know fragments of that that end up being love um but like we talked about earlier in terms of the reality and sometimes it just doesn't work out um that happens uh i and i think friendship romances are a really you know big thing right oh, now like love but not romantic love yeah like, I love um, talk, but I don't yeah. I do not want to fuck talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, um, things like LGBTQ+, uh, and then just what I really like in terms of the evolution of rom-coms is just women actually enjoying sex, and it not just being something that is like, well, the guy wants me to, so I guess I will. And I think that Booksmart kind of shows that, Um I think it kind of started the earliest one that I can think of from watching it when I was younger is the sweetest thing with Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah. That's uh, a great Christina movie. Applegate. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, the whole idea is her pursuing this guy and it's kind of raunchy. And, um, I think it's, uh, you know, when Harry met Sally, you mentioned earlier, the, the whole Dying fake orgasm and yeah. stuff. Um, I love what you, you know, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's one of my favorite. Uh, rom-coms for sure. Can I ask a question, Kayla? So yes, uh, Booksmart. You're saying yeah. Well, there's these two young women, and mm -hmm. we're considering it a rom-com because they love each other. It's not a romantic love, but they well, love each other. And the one is going after that guy, and that does doesn't work out because you know he's not interested he's in her. He's a high school kid. Um, yeah. but then the two women. At the end, when she's going off to her uh, to do her exploration or whatever, she's couch surfing. Uh, yeah. Couch surfing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They end up, you know, kind of semi together. Uh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought we were talking about the platonic love between the two main characters. No, I think we're that talking that's... about they're each. They have their own each of their own uh, uh, storylines, kind of. Yes. 
But I think that the main part of that film is to do with more friendship love. And you you know, you saw the same thing in Superbad. They're both that's, after different that's women. That's what I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say, I was yeah. gonna say, if Booksmart is a, a rom-com because the two main characters platonically love each other in a non-romantic way, yes. then is Superbad not also a rom-com? Yep. That, yeah, Which, absolutely. I mean, it kind of is. It's a, yeah. and, it's and a bromantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, same with something like Bridesmaids or anything with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. The, mm-hmm. It's okay. the, the whole romantic comedy side of it in terms of, because I think, you know, a lot of romance or rom-coms historically have been heterosexual white romances. Oh, Whereas for sure, now for sure, for sure. we're leaning into, you know, people are going like the, the rom-com aspect is a secondary piece of people figuring out who they truly are themselves. And I think that the whole, it, it also leads into things like the equality of the needs being met. And it's not just all about like the man getting what he wants out of a relationship, but like sleeping with other people, um, which oh, I love one. that movie yeah. so much. Yes, uh, Jason Sudeikis, Alison yeah. Brie. Um, it's it's two people that are, you know, clearly they're friends and the friendship romance is a is a factor in there as well. Um, but they end up, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Sleeping With Other People, which you absolutely it's should. On Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's about those people ending up together and... They're both, you know, resolving their own issues separately, but also working on it together. And it's not just, you know, one person having the the power in the relationship or the whole trope of, you know, someone needing saving or protecting. It's it's, you know, it's just a good story. I think. It, yeah, it's just a good story. <laughs> on sleeping with other people, I think it's important that. And there's a trend now where, where problems in movies are getting more real. Like everything that Alison yeah. Brie is yes. going through, everything Jason Sudeikis is going through, um, it's relatable. You either know somebody that's doing it, it's, that has that problem, or you you've had that problem yourself. And I think it's it's you know you're you're bringing light to it, um, but you're you're not you're not uh, dismissing it as as not a real issue. It's a very real issue, and it's about two people that have real issues kind of coming together, which I think is a is a good. Good trend for sure. I would love, I would love to quickly talk about um, pivot. Quick, um, we 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 we've talked about rom coms. We talk about how you know they're they're formulaic. They're fun. Some are better than others, and the ones that are better are the ones that adjust. Uh, the ones that are better address real issues, and they are a little bit more up to date with their formulas. They're not as you know. Uh, misogynistic basically there's no power dynamic it's it's an e- it's an equal relationship it's, yeah it's men the and power women enjoy absolutely. the same things in relationships yeah. yeah but an uh kind of a a spin-off of a rom-com is in my opinion reality tv because how yep. many reality tv shows are about finding true love i mean they're yeah. either they're about they're about cooking or finding love um <laughs> So do you, do you guys watch any or do you uh, have you previously watched any are, are there any shows you love that are about you know the are dating shows For instance I can start Charlotte and I my beautiful wife Charlotte we absolutely love Double Shot at Love with Polly and Vinny from the Jersey Shore love it watch both seasons 
Do you, do you, See, when you said double shot of love, I thought a tequila tequila. Oh, we used to watch that one too, but that's been off she's the air for like 10 a, she's years. She's a Nazi now. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I am, she, yeah, no, she's, she's not. Oh, that is that is bad news. Yeah. She's, I Vinny, haven't watched Vinny's reality TV Vinny's in a, a long time. The only the thing that I'm probably most frequent with uh, or up to date with is uh, Big Brother. But even that, I'm... That was only like I was I would go and have dinner at my parents' house and they would be like, So are we gonna watch Big Brother? And I was like, Oh, I came to hang out with you, but okay. <laughs> I, I have I've literally never watched Big Brother, but it's not romance based, right? It's like no. competition based. No, but, sometimes, but they do sometimes they'd be definitely fucking. Yeah, they definitely play on the fucking. That's okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I did <laughs> remember that show Next on M T V? Yes, like a single. Oh, is that the yeah, one where they get off the bus yeah. and they're just like, "No, not you." <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Fuck. What a yeah. No. I mean, oh, that's basically so Tinder, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was they don't know before yeah, Tinder. Fair. fair. You can at least tell yourself they didn't even see my profile on Tinder. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been on Tinder. I was. I, I downloaded was it and then deleted it immediately after because it scared me. Oh, I, yeah, it's terrifying. I would. I've been yeah. married for this July, coming up on ten years. Ten years. Yeah, ten. I What's the zero. gift for that? What's the gift for that? Uh, I hope it's a podcast episode because I got those and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want her to come? I'm gonna on the get pod? you a cat. Can it be uh, a cat? No, she would. She would literally never come on this. Podcast. No, there's no chance. And that's okay because she's very awesome. She doesn't suit our dynamic. No, it would wreck with our our non-existent chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, nobody other than me currently watches any sort of romantic reality. No, television. I yeah, I'm I've, so I've said I've watched The Bachelor before, and I do like that. But there's also like that's obviously problematic. And I, I think yeah, you know, the issue... they had some pro- they had some real problems a few years ago with their Bachelor in yeah. Paradise, which I I'm not sure. I was never a Bachelor guy, so I'm not really sure the difference between Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. I heard that Bachelor in Paradise was basically like all the people that didn't win the Bachelor go to a resort like Love Island style. Yes. But that there was a lot of uh, straight up basically like sexual assaults happening that the producers just turned a blind eye to. Yeah, it was a lot of people getting drunk and it, yeah, doing things. So. I don't watch Bachelor of Paradise. Not that I'm on my high horse. I'm just never interested in it. And um, The Bachelor, though, like, it's tough because it's, it's love in an idealistic scenario. There's going to be <laughs> – and that's where it's like it's nice because you're you're going on these fabulous dates and you're doing all these cool things. And it's like it's cool to see that. But then you get to a point where it's like eventually you're going to be sitting on a couch with this person having put the kids to bed. 30 minutes ago wondering what the hell you're going to watch on Netflix and those are the moments you have to love each or other. Or you both just got home from work and like who's oh, yeah. time is it to make dinner or like you can't afford you f- to pay the bills for et cetera that month. Like <laughs> You forgot to take out the kitchen. It's way fucking kid- different. It's real life. Oh yeah. You forgot to take out the chicken. Dinner is not ready by 5.30. There's going to be hell to pay. So like these guys from the guy, obviously the guy's cooking in that scenario, but, uh, but yeah, like those are the moments when you need to really love. And that's, I think, back to the the whole movie thing and the real issue thing. As boring as those scenarios typically are, because they're real life and not a movie, a lot of movies are doing a good job of capturing that now. Do you, do you know what was a to. classic one for me that fits that scenario in the movie The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer yes. Aniston? Where she asked for like eight lemons. 
And he brings home like two lemons. And she's like, what is this? And he's like, you said you needed lemons. And she said, I needed eight lemons. And he's like, yeah, but nobody actually needs eight lemons. Like you needed some lemons. I brought some lemons and it was for a centerpiece. And it was a whole thing. And that's like a whole fight. And I was like, that is actually super realistic. Yeah, and I think that- really? As a married man, like, yeah. yes. As a married oh, yeah. man, it, it, it's not lemon specifically, but just a, a small misunderstanding and miscommunication then erupts into a fight because it, <laughs> it, it seeps its way into some other problems and expands them. Yeah. Does that make sense, Tuck? For me, it was sweet potatoes, but yeah. <laughs> You've been there. You're going to get it. You I get know it. exactly what you mean. And it's all about just, you know, there's obviously been it's a lack of communication, so we got to talk. But uh, yeah, those are those are the kind of rom-coms that I'm drawn to now. They're more relatable. Kayla, how do you feel about doing a top three? Yes. And I think we all, That's what I was just gonna we, ask. All, we all know what that top three is going to be. It's not top three romantic comedies, is it? Of course it is. Okay, good. <laughs> I was going to go with Julia Roberts movies, but no, I guess get, there's not enough fucked. to go top around. Top three rom-coms. Before we go into top three. Okay. No, you don't can I just, rules. well, I mean, you can cut it out if you don't like it. That's right, I can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full editorial control. No, the reason that I want to say this is because last time I was on, you didn't make the the jump to just generalize pop culture. So I was stuck to my movies, but I want to mention um, like how rom-coms have kind of seeped into, um, you know, the obvious like television genre of things. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that things have, you know, in terms of, you know, the revo- or evolution of things um, that it's a lot more diverse in terms of, you know, just general ethnic diversity, but also queer films and stuff like that, that there's a lot more for people that aren't just, again, as we mentioned earlier, the heterosexual white romance. So, you know, Shit's Creek is one as a Canadian podcast. I'm sure you guys appreciate that. Love <laughs> Shit's Creek. Love yes. Um, and then, you know, things like Crazy Rich Asians, The Big Sick, um, Bridgerton. Oh, have you guys watched Bridgerton? Oh, okay. Not, you know, I've, awesome. heard, I've heard good things oh, my about God. Bridgerton. Shonda very, Rhimes, very good. right? I'm watching Grey's Anatomy right now. Shonda. We're in season five. That shit is crazy. Is it good, though? Because I know it's so far in that I, I'm like, I feel like I should watch this, but I don't Look, know. Is it? Is it good? No. Is it good enough? Yes. Like it keeps you it keeps you intrigued. And okay. you want to keep watching episodes, but if you slow down to really pay attention and actually think about it, you're Mm-mm. like Can't think about it. This is trash. You're Can't like, this is it. trash. What is happening? This bitch has been fucking a ghost for like three episodes on this medical drama. <laughs> oh my god. It's what? insane. Yeah, truthfully. But like it also I keep watching it. I keep watching it. It's it's good. You, you I a hundred percent credit to them. You just described network TV in a nutshell. Like, yeah, I 100%. guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to your comment, you're right. It is going in mainstream, which is awesome because shows like uh the L word. The L word yep. started or Queer's Folk, which used to be on, they used to just be on Showcase or HBO. Yeah. Now there's shows on Netflix that are targeting, not targeting that market, but open to that market. And yep. um, there's also like rom-coms like, uh, I think it's Love with uh, the other girl from Community and I'm 
drawn a blank. Gillian Jacobs and Paul yes. Rust and yes. the spoon oh, so man himself, good. Mike Mitchell from competing podcast, the Doughboys. And by competing, I mean, they're literally one of the most successful podcasts yeah, out there and we have nobody that listens. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that is a very positive, that's a very good mention. Like we can't just talk yeah. about rom-com films. There's always these serialized rom and Bridgerton is definitely on the list. I hear it's like, yeah, ye old old, ye old OC is what it is. Way better, but yeah. Love the OC. No nice guys. <laughs> Here's a good point. One of the things we've talked about before on the podcast is one of the reasons you watch movies and, and or TV is to mm-hmm. get a different perspective on things. Like yes. what is something some from somebody else's viewpoint, right? And why not apply that same thing to love? You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a man who loves women. Uh, or I yeah. guess I, I mean I love Tuck. Also, Tuck's not. I'm a I am a man who is sexually attracted Indie. to. You know, what? No, I'm not sexually. No, sorry. Ooh, that came in weird. weird. That came in a weird spot. No, I mean that you love indie. Not I that do. You're sexually I'm a attracted. man that is sexually attracted to women. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I don't see value in watching in watching stories about other genders attracted yeah. to other genders. Like. Uh, there's value in that and to, to increase your perspective and to see different stories from different people, it's important to not just live in your bubble. And yes. so it is good that we're getting movies and TV shows that are like that. Yeah. And you love who you love. Can we, can right. we, are I, we, an, are we allowed to now do our top three? Yeah. Can I, I give one more shout out? Oh yeah. my God. Can I stop I know you? I'm just taking over. What? No, you can't. Um, just Jason Reitman. As a director for, uh, you know, films that, yeah, well, Juno, Up in the Air, Tully, it's all these things that you guys were talking about, too, in terms of, um, like, the, yeah, oh, fuck, I'm so excited for that movie, Eh. when it finally, finally comes out. You know what, put Paul Rudd in anything, and I will watch it at least six times. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, in terms of just general... uh, equality of things and also realistic aspects of life and rom-coms. Jason Reitman we all are, the way. As we've discussed last two weeks, we're a, we're a body positive podcast. We're a sex positive podcast. We're a, just a general positive podcast, right? Positive podcast. That's what you need. <laughs> love who you love. And you know what, Ryan? You know what I'd love to do right now? I'd love to do a top, top three. three. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you this time. (laughs) Why don't I? I'm going to. I'm going to cuck your top three. Why don't we do top three rom coms, Ryan? I said that. That's what I said. No, but you didn't. I'm going to cut it because I edit. You don't cut things. I cut things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to. When you send me the file, I'm going to upload it to Audacity and cut it just so I sound like. No, I'm just kidding. Son of a bitch. Um. Okay, Ryan. Because we picked on you for the last few minutes, what position would you like to go in on a snake draft? I want to go number one first. No. One. Okay. Kayla, would you like to go third or second? I'm going to go second because I don't think he's going to steal my number one. So it's all You good. think I will? Maybe. <laughs> all right. Okay, Ryan, what's your number one rom- romantic comedy? My number one romantic comedy is a movie from 2005 starring Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon called Just Like Heaven. <gasps> Where Thank Reese God. Witherspoon is dead and is a ghost, and Mark She's Ruffalo moves in into the apartment coma. that she is haunting, and he falls in love with her, and everything about that is just spectacular. She's in a coma. She's in a coma. 
Yeah, whatever. She's a fucking ghost, my man. She's, she's an apparition <laughs> of a soul. Anyway, all right. Good good pick. Good pick, Mark Ruffalo. It's just a delight, you know? Smart it's a delight. Hulk. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, Kayla. 13 going on 30. My boy, mm. Mark Ruffalo, again. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's the just rough. the best. He gets it. Um, yeah. And Jennifer Garner, obviously, because she's amazing. So she's 13 going on 30. All right. I got two picks here. I am going to go with Serendipity and ooh, definitely maybe. Those are my those I, are my top. I don't think I've seen either of those movies, so I might have to catch up. Serendipity's awesome. Back to All Kayla? Right. Yeah. yeah, back to yeah. Kayla. Ryan, hey, 36 episodes in. You got it, buddy. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you. Um. Okay, I am going to go with uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Ooh, classic. Good one. Uh, yeah. based classic. Off, based off Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Uh, solid, solid Kay. everything. I got a fun. It's beautiful. You want another fun Shakespeare fact here? Of course oh. I do. Do you know what other <laughs> 90s movie is based off of a, oh no, it's Jane Austen. I really fucked that up. Clueless is Clueless. based off Jane Austen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shakespeare, Emma. Jane Austen. They're on levels. They're same level. I have, mm-hmm. I have direction. Yeah. To the mall. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's based off Paul of Rudd again. Emma. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul Rudd. What you, else is based off? And he has not aged since. Yeah, but he's her stepbrother. It's weird. It uh, is weird. 100%. Okay, Ryan, mm, give us disagree. number two and it's three. Paul Rudd. Two and three. Uh, I get two and three. Yep, you get two picks. Uh, my number two pick is the five-year engagement, starring Siegel, Emily. No, yeah. good one. It's very good. It's Damn very it. good. It's it's very funny. And very heartwarming and really makes you, you know how we talked about how these movies, any movie that makes you feel something, really makes you feel the love. Because there's there's t- times where things are bad and times where things are good. So I really, if you haven't seen The Five-Year Engagement, I really highly recommend it. It's very good, yeah. Uh, and now I go number three. Yep. Bit of a cheat. Um, bit of a cheat because I have mentioned it before in our top time travel movies. Mm, I know what you're going ab- with, yeah. About time. And and the thing is, is, and this is what I mentioned when we discussed time travel, is like the time travel is such a small part of the movie. The movie is all about relationships. It's not only about the love with him and his wife. It's about the love with him and his sister, his dad, his kids. Um, that movie is it makes me so emotional, and it does such a good job. If you haven't seen that one, Highly recommend. So that's Shout my out, top. Because uh, Rachel McAdams is in that. Hey, she's awesome. She in is indeed. She Canadian. Is indeed. Canadian. Yeah. Shout. You know what? Shout out Canada. They don't get yeah. enough credit. There you go. Uh, okay. Really don't. Kayla, number three. See, this is the thing. Again, back to. I thought I hated rom coms, but I also have a lot of favorite movies that are rom coms. Um, part of me, in terms of you know the Canadiana, wanted to go with Long Shot, but I think Ooh, I have to. Seth. I know. It's so good. Um, but I think I have to go with Obvious Child. Oh, I, I just saw one. the preview for this one. It's actually supposed to be really good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. about a stand-up comedian who has a one-night stand and not so much hilarity ensues, but love follows, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that is a-, a very, very good explanation of it, yeah. Okay. My third pick. I'm going to go with Notting Hill because you guys haven't seen it, so you can't really dispute it, but it's fantastic. Yes, he granted that's fair. Roberts. Uh, bookstore owner falls in love with a famous celebrity. That's pretty much it. Julia Roberts does good 
rom-coms. I was thinking about that because I was I kind of wanted to do like top three actresses and actors that are like Julia Roberts is great in rom-coms, Rachel McAdams, and then if you look at Jason Siegel's a guy that gets forgotten because like Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a hilarious movie yeah. that's also a rom-com. I almost yeah that that's also on my list. And he yeah. hangs dong in it. So sex positive, yeah. right? Helicopter for you. <laughs> the Dracula musical is oh, so yeah. fucking fun. I'm I, like, still waiting oh. for that to be a real thing. <laughs> that, oh. Why isn't Sarah that a Marshall thing? Has some of the best bits in it. Like it's very, it's very well written. I bet you everything you want like you in a movie <laughs> or a romantic comedy is in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Everything. Oh, where is Anne Helsing? Oh, where is Anne Helsing? <laughs> where, where? Great top three. That was abs- that was that was one of our best. I, I'm gonna go with it's our best, our best top three ever. Cause our yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. Now we gotta do crispy gems. You got a crispy gem, Kayla? I do. Okay. I do. Awesome. I love how you came prepared. This is mm-hmm. take notes, other guests. Kayla took notes. <laughs> uh okay. Do you wanna go? Yeah, why don't you give us your crispy gem and I'll throw one in. I got a romantic comedy crispy gem. Okay. Um I have a romantic comedy TV and movie. Can I do two? Just I've already, please. you know, broken all the rules. So, do you want to give another shout out to just to drive right <laughs> up the wall? Uh, I mean, I could, but <laughs> I won't. <laughs> okay, so I have two. Uh, my TV one is going to be Please Like Me. It's on Netflix. Awesome. And my movie is going to be Down with Love, and it's with Ewan McGregor and Renee Zellweger. But it also has Sarah Paulson, mm. and she's queen of life. So. Sarah Paulson. Yep. Nice. Uh, okay. I will also give two, just to not be upstaged. Uh, <laughs> romantic comedy, Think Like a Man. This is uh, on Netflix. Have you guys seen it? Yes. I don't. It's so I good. Am, it's very so. good. It's based on a book. So good. It's based on a book by Steve Harvey, but um, it's it, it's an, it's kind of an ensemble cast, but it, it is very, very well done. Kevin Hart's in it, but he's not his full Kevin Hart. So I think you'd I think you'd like it, Ryan. Like it's a good it's a good movie to watch with your wife. You'll get some laughs on both sides. So uh, think like a man. And then the other one that's on Netflix, and the other one is Friends with Kids. Have you seen this one? No, I don't know either of these. Yeah, they're pulling both... from the depths. To yeah, that. I feel like I watched that a long time ago, but I don't remember it. Friends with Kids is with Adam Scott and yes. Jennifer Westfeld. She's the director as well. It's very charming. It has Maya Rudolph and the dude that we just talked about from the IT crowd. Well, we talked off screen, so that's bad podcast etiquette. But um, the <laughs> main guy from Bridesmaids, I can't remember his name. And John Hamm and Kristen Wiig are both in this. But Friends with Kids is very charming. So yeah, Friends with Kids. And you got to rent that one. So on YouTube or Apple TV for like four bucks. It's worth four bucks. And I think like a man's on Netflix. Jennifer Westfeld's married to John Hamm. Boom. She is? Yeah. No way. Yep. John Hammond, Kristen Stewart's relationship, friendship is one of my favorite things. On... Are they bros? I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Do you watch, oh, you don't watch Saturday Night Live? It's no. so cute. No, it's the best. Yeah, they're bros. John Hammond, Kristen Stewart? No, no. Kristen, Kristen Wake. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's why I was like, what? Yeah, no, you're right. Because they were both in Bridesmaids. <laughs> they were, And he was yeah. very funny in that. Well, yeah. she was too. They he's were all very, very funny. He's very Everybody funny in everything he very funny. Uh, Ryan, you got one? Uh, you know what? Uh, this week, uh, it's hard for me to say, suggest anything other than the Disney Plus series WandaVision. 
the new episode came out. It's Friday. New episodes come out on Friday. This show is really fucking knocking my socks off. Um, the only complaint I can make about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they are somewhat formulaic. They play it safe. And this TV series, they're not playing it safe. They're like, we have an idea. It's a little wacky. We're going to go for it. And not only are they going for it, but it's like, in my opinion, working perfectly. So if you are up to date on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you haven't started watching WandaVision, stop fucking around. Get on it. There you go. I haven't watched it. Uh, I looked up the spoiler from the last episode today because I just hate myself. I'm not going to say it, obviously, but it's pretty cool. I'm into it. It's awesome. Yeah, it WandaVision is very good. <laughs> I haven't watched tonight's episode. Maybe I'll go do that right now. But um, yeah, Kayla, thank you very much for taking time off from reading and coming on our dumb podcast. <laughs> we thank really you for appreciate having it. me. Kayla, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. Check us out on talkandrolls.ca. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Um, rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of choice. Apple, Spotify, you know, whatever. I don't Pocket think you can like us on Spotify. Pocket Cast, the one guy that lives on Pocket Cast. All those links are at tuckandrolls.ca. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, Tuck, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm super excited. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy my birthday, everybody. Happy, happy birthday, Kayla. All right, all right. Love you, Tuck and Rollers. Bye. Bye.